Which is the only US state that puts USA on its vehicle license plate? The answer to that at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott and this is Lateral. If our three guests today seem a little flustered, it's just because they've realised that this isn't Diary of a CEO and I'm not Stephen Bartlett. So while they try to contain their disappointment, they may as well stay and chat. Please welcome the three people from Answer in Progress. Normally, I would try and introduce you all one at a time, but it is always such a joy to have you all back on the show. I'm just going to throw collectively to say, how are you doing? Hello. We're doing good because you let us back in. We're here. <laughs> really happy to be on the show. Uh, nice to meet you, Stephen. Would love to talk about <laughs> being a CEO. Is this a niche British thing? A niche British thing. <laughs> wait, wait, a Diary of a CEO, I think, is, is like the world's most popular podcast or something close to it. This says something about the popularity of podcasts. <laughs> I'm familiar with it, at least. Absolute cultural touchstone for the world, Diary of a CEO. Everyone knows that. It's fine. Anyway, I am Sabrina. I am one third of Answer in Progress. I'm Melissa. I'm the other third. One other third. (laughs) Not the only other third. (laughs) And I'm Taha. The whole of Answer in Progress. (laughs) You all have been on the show a few times before. Thank you, as ever, uh, for coming back and, and running the gauntlet again. I have to ask what you're working on right now, because this, this episode isn't going to go out for uh, probably a couple of months after we record. So what is the project at the moment that's going to come out by the time this goes to air? Ne- I'm not going to lie. We're in, this, we're in a period of grind set right now. <laughs> We've been making videos. This, so is not, f- this is not Diary of a CEO, just to be clear. <laughs> you do not need to drop, like... Your morning routine into this. We're we're making so many videos at the same time right now. It's 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 unclear what will come out. Oh right, yeah. But I'm currently working on a video where I am finally ceasing to use my phone as an alarm clock because it's ruining my life. <laughs> and uh, I'm working on a video about chefs' knives right now. I'm working on two videos. One about whether or not we need to use airplane mode. And also, just filling the gaps as to what we're supposed to do with our money, because they never taught us that in school. I am consistently envious of like just the ideas and titles that you all come up with. Like, good luck with all of those. But also, <laughs> good luck for the next 45 minutes of this show. At this point, I would tell you to put your thinking caps on, but no one wears those anymore. So feel free to don a baseball cap of wisdom as we start with question one. Why did the podcast No Such Thing as a Fish celebrate their 500th edition one episode too soon? I'll say that again. Why did the podcast No Such Thing as a Fish celebrate their 500th edition one episode too soon? So No Such Thing as a Fish is the podcast associated with QI, right? Yes. It feels like it has to be some nerd reason. Like they philosophically (laughs) don't believe in like the number six what do you? I was, oh. I was thinking if you if you start counting at zero, but that actually doesn't oh. work. Wait, does it? No, it doesn't. Does it? Yes. It, yeah, no, it, it does would work. work. Well, if they zero index, oh. you would celebrate one late if you were zero indexed. I mm. think. Ah. Although now you've said that, my brain's like, are you are you sure about that, Tom? Have you have you just got that the wrong way round? No, episode four ninety nine would be the five hundredth piece of content. No, so you would be celebrating five hundred when it was actually your five hundred first. I think. 
Anyway, so it's then, wrong. Whichever, whichever okay. one. <laughs> that's, so sad. that's not the answer. Just, they just use listen. the rare two indexing system. <laughs> I feel like Sabrina, you're onto something there. Like with the with the number that they don't believe in, they probably just don't believe in a number. Right? You know what? Like usual, I blame it on a leap year. It's a leap year problem. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? That is convincing. Because mm. if you're weekly, there might be some sort of like calculation that you way of justifying it being like, oh well, you know, this is our for 500th episode but not really because there was a leap year and we didn't do an episode or like some weird accounting error do they do them weekly though yes okay. it is a, a weekly thing that wouldn't actually make a difference on this though mm. so i'm afraid not a calendar thing taha but sabrina <laughs> nerd stuff Absolutely right. 100%. It's, it's not so much a number they don't believe in, okay. but uh, nerd stuff, yes. Okay, what about, okay. what about an additional number they do believe in? Did they have a pi, a pi episode? Or, a, or like an E episode? Or a, I'm trying to think of do other Do another numbers. one. Another, <laughs> another math number? Math letter? But, but again, that would, be, that would be late. Right. They've got to cut something out. So to be clear, they they called their 499th piece of podcast. Piece of podcast. That's what yes. they called them. And they labeled it 500. Yes, they did. Wait, they missed podcast 13 because it was unlucky. You are along the right lines, but just to repeat Sabrina again, nerd stuff. 42. 42. I was going to start saying numbers. Mm. <laughs> 51. We could run through the entire numbers from 1 to 499. You're right. They missed one of those out. It's a very apt one to miss out. Just be just before the comments jump in, we actually couldn't go through all the numbers. Just, you know, just covering it now. <laughs> there's infinite numbers. We understand. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, just the... They're the, countable. Which, which, <laughs> The integers, all right? All the integers. <laughs> all the positive integers without any additional mathematical stuff that I don't know about. Feel free to cut this, but I gotta ask. 69? 420? <laughs> Those are numbers you would celebrate. Those are not numbers you would miss out. Those are not okay. numbers that you, where you would deliberately go, oh yeah, we're gonna skip that one. What number oppresses the nerd community? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There was a nerd. number one because they've never been first in anything <laughs> sport related. <laughs> I, mean, you're not wrong. I say this is a yeah. proud member of the nerd community. <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't have done this for any of the round numbers before 500. Is there a prime? Is it, am I? 100. 100, 200, 300, 400. Those numbers were all correct. Oh, okay. okay. So it feels like it's something be between. 400 and 500. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. Great hint. <laughs> so yeah. There is a number that they skipped that it is very apt to skip. 444 four, four? or 422? Four, two, two? That's a encoding. That's not a, that's, <laughs> that, that's a camera I, nerd I, number. <laughs> <laughs> that is a camera nerd number. <laughs> it's a camera nerd number. It's not an internet nerd number. Internet nerd. Wait, 404. 404. Oh! They deliberately skipped. 404. I think you all harmonized on that. That was amazing. <laughs> yes, they deliberately skipped out episode 404 and almost no one noticed. They had episode 403, 
The next week they had episode 405 and they got, uh, according to uh, James Harkin, who was one of the hosts, hardly anyone noticed. Oh, that's so good. If they didn't ever address it, I would spend my entire, like, I would be, I'd be like, oh, the RSS feed is broken. Maybe let's check Spotify because they don't use RSS feeds. I'd be, it'd be annoying because I binge podcasts. So it sounds like you would have been one of the people to have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Each of our guests has brought a question with them. We're going to start with Sabrina. Hello. So this question has been sent in by Marcel Doring. At a restaurant in the Austrian village of Aria, diners can be seen actively scanning the slopes of the beautiful farmland outside before they are fed. Why does the restaurant enlist a hairdresser every so often? I'll say that again. At a restaurant in the Austrian village of Aria, Diners can be seen actively scanning the slopes of beautiful farmland outside before they are fed. Why does the restaurant enlist a hairdresser every so often? I have two immediate (laughs) thoughts. Okay, that's good because that's two more than I've got. (laughs) Thought number one, I recently watched a TikTok of a barber use his barbering scissors to cut his lawn, which was an insane TikTok. (laughs) What? I like how it's the scissors, not even the buzzer. No, yeah, he literally was like, "I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give him a choppy fade or something," and he like made all of his grass <laughs> choppy. So that's number one. Number two is that they 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 were doing the same thing, but for the cows and the yaks and other things, they were like giving them nice aesthetic looking haircuts. There are restaurants where diners will like pick the seafood out of a tank that they want. And I feel like that's that's somewhat difficult to do for like a field of cows or sheep. There's just a lot of there's only so much that one person can eat. And I feel like it's it's not all that. Well, I was just when I'm, I'm not saying that they get to pick it. They were just like, you know, we need to curate the experience of a lovely meadow with beautiful cows. So they were like, let's get the most beautiful cows and then give them haircuts like the celebrities. Are the diners humans or are they animals? Yes. They are humans. Oh. <laughs> okay, a, never mind. That's a lovely thought, though. That's exactly the sort of thing that question writers for this show would do. Um. Um, I'll say this. It's nowhere near as kind of harrowing as Tom was suggesting. Okay. But the hairdresser does do things outside. They aren't cutting hair. They aren't cutting hair. They aren't cutting hair. Or? What are other things that hairstylists do? Charge me money. Those are the only two things. <laughs> the, the only connection between like restaurants and hair style that I've got in my head is that if you're in the Netherlands, there is a dish you can order from like the, the, the greasy takeaways, which is called a cap salon, which is just hairdresser, which is just fries, kebab meat, some sauce, and like a load of other stuff on top. It, it's the it's the national greasy, extremely drunk late at night dish, and it's named after someone who ran a hair salon, who went into one place, kept ordering that, and they just said, "Oh yeah, yeah, cap salon that one," and that is now a national thing in the Netherlands to the point that when when that guy died a couple of years ago, he got an obituary in the paper as the guy this dish was named after. So you can go into like the, the greasy takeaways in the Netherlands and order what translates as a hair salon 
and that's like being Mr. Kebab, right? Yeah, <laughs> like normally these are lost in the mists of time, but in this case, you can trace it to one guy in one place. Huh. That doesn't I'm, get us any closer. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it but I like, I just, I found out why the Netherlands has a dish called hair salon, and like, I just wanted to share that information. Thank you. I appreciate what, that. What else do barbers do? Uh, they shampoo hair sometimes, or they get one of the juniors to do. They dye hair. They do. Oh. They dye hair. Oh. Oh. Um, and sometimes maybe. Yeah, but no one's gonna eat hair. That's not. Maybe they. Oh, wait, they dyed the grass. They did. Dye, they did like painting into the grass. Oh. Am I getting further away? You 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 got you you were there, and then you swerved. Okay. So think about what you have to do at a restaurant, right? Like, what do you need to do before you actually get to eat anything? You need to order. You need to look at the menu. You need to be seated. We need to look at the menu. Okay, so we were close. Sabrina's face is telling me that. <laughs> basically, the things that I have right now from Sabrina's facial expressions <laughs> is basically, you need to look at the menu and you need to dye your hair. So, <gasps> Are they like... Printing the menu in dye on the slope of the hill next door? Close! What? But perhaps not, perhaps not on the slope. Perhaps diners, when looking for a thing to order and they're seeking out a menu, they need to gaze upon these hills and potentially look as things might roam around with... You're telling me no. No, I, I no. refuse to believe it. No. You're their... telling me that they are I... that the waiters have the menu items on their in oh. in their hair, and then the hairdresser <laughs> comes and he puts the menu items on the hair, and then the waiters walk around outside. But like, are they cutting the? Okay, this is like way out of left field. Are these hairdressers? I'm just gonna say, are they cutting the hair off of these animals and bringing the hair back into the restaurant for them to no. now choose? No, are this they... restaurant serves food. Okay, are they okay. Cutting and dyeing the hair of the animals so it's got the menu items on it. Ding, ding, ding. Wait, what? You got it. <laughs> They're just <laughs> writing words with hair dye and razors into the in into the sheep wool into the. Onto the cows. It's a very whimsical image that I can share with y'all. But basically, the hairdresser needs to come by every so often to update the menu that's painted on the cows. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that is so silly, but very whimsical. And it's exactly the sort of tourist attraction that will get people to your restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I, maybe I'm crazy, but why is a hairdresser any more qualified than like someone who works with cows all day? Precision work, <laughs> precision work on the dyeing. Where, where, where will a normal person find that little brush, the very specific hair hair dyeing <laughs> brush? Also, it's better than scanning a QR code for the menu. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next question's for me. Good luck, folks. Kira's grandmother pays for a random 10-inch section of steel measuring tape. It has been entirely sealed in a plastic sleeve so that you can't see the numbers anymore. What is it? I'll say that one more time. Kira's grandmother pays for a random 10-inch section of steel measuring tape. It has been entirely sealed in a plastic sleeve so that you can't see the numbers anymore. What is it? 10-inch cut of measuring tape? Yep. 10-inch cut of steel measuring tape. There you go. 
case that, closed. I think we got it. You said <laughs> yup. <"Yup." laughs> when you seal it in the plastic sleeve, you wouldn't call it that anymore. Oh, I know what it is. Is it the slap bracelet? Yes, it is a snap bracelet. I was I was worried about this question, not because I thought you'd get it. Like, con- congratulations, that was Im- immediately, like, deduction, Thank you. as far as I could tell. I love being a genius. I'm the only one out of the three of us who have ever got one in a row. It just off the, off the bat. Don't fact check me. Can you explain what a slap bracelet is? Just for those out there who, who did not have the childhood we did. It's like, it's like in a rubber thing, usually. And then it's like a little metal line. It's just... like if you took a 10-inch <laughs> yeah. uh, piece of steel measuring tape yeah. and put it into a plastic yeah. tube. Just literally cut, yeah. cut off a tape measure, cut off a, a regular tape measure. And then you can you slap it on your wrist and it, and it wraps around your wrist. And I remember having, having one when I was younger uh, so I could bike around in the dark and it, they were like high-vis. Although in, until this moment, I didn't know that's what was in it. And I've always wondered. Are they like just old measuring tapes? Uh, some of them are. Uh, and the reason I was worried about this question is because about two days ago, after this was written, after the stack was sent through to me, Hank Green posted a TikTok about exactly this. His kid had bought a slap bracelet. It was, it was frozen branded and some of the covering had come off. And he's like, this is a measuring tape. I never knew this. I'm like... One of the Answer in Progress team will have seen this TikTok. You, you must have done. We must dramatically reveal that we don't watch Hank's TikToks. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh you no. got us. No! We'll blame it on the algorithm. It's fine. We'll blame it on the algorithm. <laughs> Melissa, over to you. There is an occupation where people are trained to obey this key rule. Don't let go first. The specialized role is performed at a highly limited number of locations on land and at sea. What is it? And one more time. There is an occupation where people are trained to obey this key rule. Don't let go first. The specialized specialized role is performed at a highly limited number of locations on land and at sea. What is it? Mr. Beast contestant. Thank you very much. It's a highly specialized role. Don't let go first implies that they do eventually let go. So I'm going to say it. Tug of war professional. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they've got to exist, surely. Like, there have to be people who have made their living from doing, like, the highly skilled select number of locations. Yep. (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. I think we should also pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to um, this is only done in a limited number of locations. Like you could have a tug of war competition anywhere, but land and sea. Don't let go first implies the existence of at least two people doing this, yeah. or another, or another thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, yeah. you have to hold on until it mm-hmm. does. Like sea makes me think of fishing, and like maybe you don't want to let go of. A fish? Hmm? My first thought was military. I don't know why. Like, select locations, land and sea, made me think, like, aircraft carriers and military runways and things like that. And, like, if you you let go first, something will go wrong. But I haven't thought what that could be. (laughs) There's those things that need to catch on a 
air, like a oh, carrier at sea. Yeah. Like that rope thing that catches the plane because yeah. they're very limited runways. Yeah. Is it military related? We're getting a little far away from the plot here. This 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 job has nothing oh. to do with rescuing people or with like safety. Huh. Okay. Oh. Does it have anything to do with fish? No. <laughs> I think that the military are in a highly high stakes game of tug of war with aliens. And we cannot let go first. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fish. I thought you were going to say fish. <laughs> Aren't fish just aliens of the sea? Hmm. <laughs> I did once describe an aquarium as a spaceship for sharks, and honestly, I don't think oh. I'm wrong there. Oh. Like, it's a high-pressure environment that keeps them alive, and they need all the stuff that's in there, and it's, it's like in a lower-pressure area. I want to like, put a shark inside of a Zorb ball. Right? Like, you break the outside, <laughs> all the atmosphere comes out, and it's... Yeah. Put a shark in a Zorb ball and let him free in a, Disneyland. A full just Zorb ball. Like, just absolutely full of water, rather than... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, like, I don't actually know the physics of it, but I, I want him to be able to swim around Disneyland and just see what humanity has done. You would need <laughs> some kind of shark. detector that, as the shark starts to swim, like, rolls the ball along... That's my gesture for rolling. Um, Rolls the ball along the ground. Yeah, it's like, you know when you play those, like, the the 3D world VR things where you have that little map yeah. that lets you map yeah. out the world. But that for sharks. Yeah. I'll say that that this uh that this occupation <laughs> has nothing to do with sharks. <laughs> the sea is really throwing me off. Yeah. Okay, so what are things that people do in the sea? Boats? Skidoo. Paragliding. It's gotta be land Ooh. and land sea. Land and sea. Is this something to do with oil? Could drill for oil in both places. Ooh. Yes. That's, that's remember promising. that this job doesn't have anything to do with like safety or like rescuing people. Like safety is not like a thing that like if Is it for entertainment? Taha's getting warmer. Entertainment. Wait, so it could be tug of war. I'm thinking about those giant cruise <laughs> ships that have like water parks on them and mm. roller coasters on them and things like that. Like there is technically some of these are at sea because they happen to be on cruise ships. Rose in the Titanic movie, James Cameron hit classic. She <laughs> said she would never let go. What did she do? <laughs> I like bungee jumping, adrenaline stuff, like something where if you let go first, the, the person is going to have a really bad time. <laughs> so is it like a recreational activity or something? Like it can't be the person who's supervising a recreational activity if it's not about saving people. No. Like, correct thinking. Does it happen in the air? No. Like, in the airspace above the sea? No. But you're on the right track with, like... Scuba! With, Scuba? like, entertainment, maybe on a cruise ship sometimes. Think Juggling. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, like, like, magician or something that requires some dexterity or a trick or, or something like that. Um... When you say don't let go first, are you talking about physically letting go? Taha, right, that's right. This, this job it like, involves physical contact. Is it like an acrobat? No. Not an acrobat. But between humans, there's no rope involved. Uh, I'm not going to lie, this whole time I was, I was thinking about rope. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like people holding each other. Yes. What if it's like an arm wrestle, but the opposite? 
where you're trying to let go of each other's arms. <laughs> you really just took the tug of war idea and got rid of the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, is yeah, there... I, did. I was thinking like bungee jump, something like that, but that's that's safety. Is there some sort of experience thing that people pay for that like they are the person that has to let go? The staff member. Extreme ring around the room. I'm going to follow, wait, follow this thought, Tom. The staff member has to hold on to them for as long as they need to be held on to. They will let go. Um, oh, no, my brain has just gone to like okay, teaching okay, a kid wait. to ride a bike and it's not that, but it's it's something. Here's something else. This is like, this is going to come out of left field, but it, this might make this might make sense. So everyone that does this job that's at the same location can't wear the same outfit. So they have to be like, so Mickey Mouse, somebody at oh, Disneyland. It's Disneyland. It's yes. Disneyland. If the kid hugs you, you're not allowed to, you've got to wait, you've got to wait for the kid. Oh, at sea? The cruise ship. Disney, Disney cruise ships. <laughs> the cruise ships. Yes. Oh. That was good. I didn't know this one. There we go. That was good. Yeah. So to clarify, so people who are trained as like Disney cast members, when they hug a child, they're trained to not let go of the kid first. Like the kid has to let go first, which is oh, so cute. That is the cutest thing oh. ever. You don't want to give the kid abandonment issues. Imagine <laughs> if Goofy did that to you. Oh. If you're ever in a Disney park and you see like Goofy somewhere that with a couple of minders, just that's not meant to be a character greeting there. It's just a bonus thing. That's almost certainly a senior Disney executive because they are required. Is this why Succession did it? At some point during the during their career, <gasps> they're required to go out into the parks. But most of them are tall men. So the only character suit they can put on is Goofy. <laughs> the Succession episode makes so much more sense. <laughs> I'm going to go up to every Goofy in a Disneyland and be like, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Logan for sending this question in. Residents of Craigavon, Johannesburg, said that a mobile phone tower was causing headaches, nausea, insomnia, itchy skin, and more. The phone company showed that turning the tower off was impossible, nor would it help. Why? I'll say that again. Residents of Craigavon, Johannesburg, said that a mobile phone tower was causing headaches, nausea, insomnia, itchy skin, and more. The phone company showed that turning the tower off was impossible, nor would it help. Why? It wasn't a cell phone tower. Yeah, I was thinking it's a natural tower that naturally bounces the signals. <laughs> well, it's because like they sometimes make cell phone towers look like other things, like a tree. What if it was just a tree? It was just a weird looking tree. <laughs> just a tree with, with happens to have grown the exact kind of layout with antennas just kind of poking out. Uh, what did you say, Taha? I said it was a natural signal booster. So it, it was already part of the terrain in some way. And it's not like a metal pylon. Those sort of do exist in a couple places. Um, there's a company in Australia that is providing mobile phone access to really, really remote communities, not by setting up a tower, but just by setting up a reflector and like a, a parabolic dish. So mm. if you stand in this one location in town, you get phone service. And like compared to the cost of sending a cable out there and like setting up a tower, it's really cheap. You drive out there, you install the thing, you point in the right direction. It works. Um, in this case, the tower's real. So 
the thing that I don't understand is you can't turn it off, which to me implies that even if the power cut, it would not turn off. What is giving people headaches? Like what kind of, what kind of like, what is in the air that is giving people headaches, right? That was, that was one of the symptoms. Uh, headaches, nausea, insomnia, itchy skin, and more. That's like... Could it be that they found what was actually causing it, any of these symptoms instead, thus proving that it wasn't the cell phone tower? But why, like, you can't turn it off? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's really bright? Does brightness give yeah, people this headaches? Is, like, was it just never on? Yeah, that's basically it. <gasps> the tower had been turned <laughs> off for six weeks. Oh, Uh, that's one way to run a test. (laughs) They agreed to meet with residents who complained of all these symptoms from the tower uh, and then said that they'd actually turned it off six weeks earlier. And so it could not possibly be the mobile phone tower and it might all be in their heads. If I'm a lawyer, I would say if the symptoms persisted post, that does not mean that the causality doesn't exist because they might be infected forever now. The, the residents were saying it was caused by the tower, and when they were not near the tower, it didn't happen. So, oh, okay, then maybe. Ah. Never mind. <laughs> Therefore. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it was as simple as that. The tower could not be turned off because the tower had been off for six weeks. Taha, over to you for the next question. This question is sent by Christopher Oddy. The tipple of TU-22, a Soviet Union bomber, was well-liked despite its unreliability. Why did its crew and technicians often have hot water bottles about their person even though the TU-22 had a working air conditioning system? I'll say that again. The Tupolev TU-22, a Soviet Union bomber, was well-liked despite its unreliability. Why did its crew and technicians often have hot water bottles about their person, even though the TU-22 had a working air conditioning system? Wait, air conditioning to heat and cool, presumably. Not just like... Presumably, yeah. Okay. Did these, like, did they have little cup holders so they could have a spot for their tea? You know, when they're up in the air, they're just like, hmm, hot water, gotta make a cup of tea now. And they had a perfect little cup holder. British tanks (laughs) do that. All the tanks for the British military have what's called a BV, a boiling vessel, specifically so that we can have hot water for tea. That is in, Brit- that is in all the British tanks, just for morale. It's a, there's a small water boiler in there just for that circumstance. There's also a, a crumpet dispenser, but that's classified. If you're going to be stuck in like a metal box for, for eight hours, 12 hours at a time, you might as, well get, might as well have a cup of tea. Maybe, but like in the hot... In like, imagine you're in like, I don't know, like Afghanistan or whatever, and you just have a classically have a, warm areas of the that the Eurasian subcontinent. Oh yeah, good they point. don't drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to sit in a room that has a boiling tank in it. I mean, at mm. the point where you're in a tank. That's confusing. At the point where you're in like a big old tank with with weaponry pointed at you, I feel like. Hot water is kind of a least of your problems. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and in water bottles too. Is that significant? So is it like a is it a hot water bottle in the sense that like you know some people have a hot water bottle if they like have cramps they'll just put it there like as a little warm pack. Mm. I believe I mean it doesn't specify here, but that's the only way that I could 
interpret okay. hot water bottle. Yeah, like it, the yeah. sort of squishy thing you might take to bed if it's cold or something like that. that yeah. Kind of, you, you fill it with boiling water, or you fill it with hot water, seal it up, nice little warm pack. I'd argue that boiling water is warm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure you want that in a... I don't know if this actually crosses the Atlantic, but like the British concept of a, a hot water bottle is like this rubber, uh, maybe A4 size, just kind of rubber pouch that you can put soft stuff around and you fill that is with... Is that a thing that a modern British person would use? Because I've always classified it in like, you know the little oil lamp and hat that Scrooge has? <laughs> Feels of that era. Um, I know a couple of people who have them, but it's generally for like if you've got an ache in a part of your body or something like that. That's that's what they're mm -hmm. using it for. These days, houses don't tend to be so cold that you need one of those on your feet to sleep. Gotcha. I've only ever used it when I didn't have double glazing. Yeah, yeah. As as a kid, as a kid, my family would, a donut? would have them. Oh, do you guys not have double glazing? Is that are you talking about the walls of your house? Wait, what? I thought I, I thought I could translate over the Atlantic. So windows have two panes with a little air pocket inside. Mm -hmm. The wrapper. Sorry. <laughs> that's T pain. No, there is also two pain. Oh no! Oh sorry. yeah, that is T pain. There's, yeah, been, a, there's been a terrible transporter accident and two chains <laughs> and, and T pain have now merged, <laughs> and we've got double glazing. Yeah. <laughs> So you have two panes of window with a little bit of I can't air hear in the two panes now, sorry. <laughs> so you have these two wrappers and they stand <laughs> very close together. Um and so, you know, the, the cold air from the outside hits the uh the outer pane, and then the warm air from the inside hits the inner pane, and there's less transfer. There's a vacuum yeah. between those two. Like, I don't know oh. if there's a special word for that in America. We call it double glazing. I just don't think I've ever thought about windows this much. I think maybe the country is so old that like <laughs> everything had single glazing and everyone was updating their houses. Mm. Anyway, planes. Um, <laughs> the, the tuple of the 22 <laughs> Is it like... The two did, did, of planes. <laughs> was there like uh, rattling in the, in the plane or something that caused like a persistent ache that people were like, let me just put a, a hot pad on that? Maybe they're using it on something on the plane. Like, rather than it being for their aches or pains or something like that, mm. it is something that stops the rattly part of the plane from making too much noise or they have to cool it down because it's unreliable. There, are, It's actually just a good way of carrying water and it's actually like ice water and they're tipping it on the unreliable bit of the plane to, to cool it down and stop it overheating, something like that. I think, I think you're all circling around this idea that the hot water bottle wasn't exactly used for its intended purpose. Okay. So you've got a big rubber thing that can hold stuff, hold fluids. Yes. And given the fact that he, you weren't quite like specifying what the bottle looked like, it seems more it's a functionality of like containing a liquid. Yeah, because does it have to be hot water? Is it only, like, are we assuming that it is hot water that's in the bottle? Because it might not be hot water. It's a bottle that can contain, that can interact with hot fluid. Yes. Peeing. Sorry. No. <laughs> I was thinking if <laughs> I didn't want to say We can it. throw it out. We don't need to use it. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it was it was well liked despite its unreliability. So I guess the question is, why was it well liked? And why are these water bottles so relevant? It was well liked by the crew for a reason that could be described as, you know, nefarious or insubordinate. 
So was this like a, I, I don't know much about planes. So was this like a passenger plane or like how many people could fit on the plane? No, it was a Soviet Union bomber. So I would imagine okay. a pilot and a co-pilot. Mm. It's a, okay. You know, it sounds like a military plane. I don't have the context of exactly what it is, but yeah. They just put a load of alcohol in the bottles and were able to swig it on the... No, that doesn't make sense. That You are so close. Oh. It, it, they, yeah. Are they smuggling like some sort of contraband thing in, this, in these bottles? And like... I would say yes. Is this before or after we thought smoking on planes was bad? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the 1960s, mm. so... Probably so they wouldn't before. care. What do you smuggle mm. into a plane in a hot water bottle that isn't alcohol? I think, okay, you are so close, but there is one part, there is one assumption you are making that is wrong and one assumption you are making that you think is wrong that is right. It is alcohol? Yeah. It, oh. Okay. So, but there's the alcohol. Hmm. So wait, they're not smuggling it. They're not smuggling it. Are they smuggling something? They're not smuggling something. They are smuggling something. They're smuggling alcohol? So they're smuggling. There's alcohol. There's a plane. There's a water bottle. So the, the water bottle is filled with... I mean, it's Russia. I'm going to say vodka. Um, can they just... <laughs> no, but why... <sighs> Why that plane? Like you can do that for any plane. Like you can you can smuggle vodka onto a plane. If you if you're smuggling vodka in a hot water bottle, it doesn't need to be on a Tupolev Tu twenty two. The the sentence that Tom said was, "Why would someone want to smuggle on a hot water bottle full of alcohol?" Oh, it's not alcohol. And then we kind of got to a place where we know that the assumption that you thought was wrong was that it's not alcohol. It is alcohol. There is an assumption that you're making about what was happening. They're not drink. They would be drinking the alcohol. Most certainly. What else would they do with it? I, I'm a pilot. I'm an old timey pilot, and I have my hot Wait, water bottle. It's air conditioning. Did they? Does this keep the drinks cool? The air conditioning is extremely relevant. However, that is not the reason. The air conditioning is ice. It's just a big block of ice that gets that the air gets pumped past, and they are using that to chill the vodka. No. Ah. So the aircon system ah. had a very specific type of coolant. Oh, are they drinking coolant? Oh my gosh! <laughs> was the coolant like? Was it like a tonic? Yes. So they would steal the alcohol coolant. <gasps> From the plane. Not the assumption you were making is that it. they were smuggling it onto the plane. They're smuggling it Correct. off the plane. Correct. I yeah. never once thought it would be possible to drink something that was made for an air conditioner. It, because it's <laughs> ethanol, right? It's just it's just pure ethanol. Yeah. So the the coolant consisted of forty percent ethanol and sixty percent water, basically the same composition as vodka. Yeah. Oh, they were just asking for oh. it. <laughs> so they would just yeah, drain absolutely. it into the hot water bottle, and now, oh, that's just my hot water bottle because my back gets sore. Yeah, so I imagine the people on the planes were like, oh, no, I got the TU-22 again. It's so unreliable. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have my hot water bottle. 
Oh my Dang. gosh. Yeah, so the coolant consisted of 40% ethanol and 60% water, basically the same composition as vodka. Any excess coolant was meant to be drained away. However, the crew would drain off the coolant into containers, either for their own consumption or for bribing officials. The last question then. At the top of the show, I asked which is the only US state that puts USA on its vehicle registration plates? Anyone want to take a quick shot at that? Nevada. <laughs> Texas. I was also thinking Nevada. Did you just name a state at random there? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say Oregon. There is a reason for this. Just like scattershotting states won't work. You, there is a reason okay. this one has Is there US. a place that's named like another place? Is it like Hawaii, where it's just like, oh, by the way, guys. I was going to say DC, but that's not a state. Ah. Mm. I wish I was Rainbolt right now. <laughs> You're right, Sabrina. It's a place that's named like another place. Georgia. Uh, that is also a place that's named like another place. Oh. <laughs> but I feel it's more likely that the people in the country of Georgia would be like Georgia, not USA on their license plates. <laughs> hmm. Okay, now I'm just trying to run through U.S. states in my head. New Mexico? Why might that be? <gasps> well, Because of old Mexico. Because of actual Mexico? <laughs> because of actual Mexico. So what happens if they don't put USA on those plates? Because they have some designs that don't have it. They get deported? They get sued by Mexico. <laughs> some people get confused. They look at New Mexico and they say, Oh, you're from Mexico. Please, can I see your papers? Uh, Except a lot of the time they don't uh, say please. So if you have right. New Mexico, USA, it makes it clear to anyone that actually, no, this is an American car on American plates. There we go. That's hilarious. You're like, I'm a full, honest, true American. Don't question it. And they're like, ah, oh, yes, the flag is there. Yep. I forgot that we don't call Mexico <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Thank you very much to all of our players. Congratulations on running the gauntlet. Um, tell us what's going on. Where can people find you? I mean, there's three of you who all do the same thing, so good luck. Uh, we'll start with Melissa. You can find us on youtube.com forward slash answer in progress. Taha. And we make videos about things that we're curious about, from how many different types of pasta there are, all the way to... That was the last video I worked on. I don't know. <laughs> I forget everything else. To how you should manage your money. Oh, soap. The history of soap. Yeah. Oh, true. We should. We should. We, oh, well, that's YouTube.com forward slash answer in progress. It's like work in progress, but with answer. Thank you very much to all of our players. If you want to know more about this show, you can do that at lateralcast.com. You can see video highlights at youtube.com slash lateralcast. And we are at lateralcast basically everywhere. Thank you very much to Sabrina Cruz. Thanks. Tarkan. You're welcome, Sabrina. And Melissa Fernandez. Very much. I've been Tom Scott. <laughs> and that's been lateral. <laughs> <laughs>